everyone. As of this recording, it is 11.22 on Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I, of course, am recording this late because I had some things I had to do and also I had a wisdom to do as well. But nonetheless, here is Enter the Batcave with Tomb of Dracula, issue number 8. And this was Mark Wolfman's second story on the issue. His first one we went over yesterday. And of course, we last left off where Dracula escaped. And now his legion of vampire kids are out there to now kill Drake, Taj... Hacker and uh, Rachel. So now, without further ado, let's get right into it. Tomb of Dracula, the Hell Crawlers. One moment before, a poison-tipped dart, jet-fired from the automatic wheelchair of Quincy Harker, stabbed violently into the forearm of Dracula, Lord of the Damned. Now, the quick-acting poison combines with unholy blood and begins its searing course through Dracula's undead body. The results? Pain unbearable pain, such as Dracula has never felt before. Ark! My arm! It's burning! Can't stand it! Can I help, Master? Your mere desire is my will to act. Help me, Graves! Why, you insatiable fool! You couldn't help a wounded worm, much less Dracula. Remain here, Lackey, and make sure our guests are disposed of properly. There is someone I must see, quickly, before this poison spreads too far. And one further precaution I must take to assure our friends' long-belated deaths. Dracula rises in unsteadily into the old... I mean, the cold winter's night. The fresh chill of the recent snowfall bites at him, invinegrates him despite his awful pain. Then slowly, hesitantly, he soars past village and hamlet alike until he reaches the one he seeks. At our age, Miss Vladimir, we can always expect a few pains now and then. Put the bar in this battle to stay young, my dear. Go home now and rest. Tomorrow you'll feel like a spry fifty-year-old again. Dr. Morte, will you have time for me today? Now, now, Mr. Courtney, are you really so eager to donate your blood? Ah, uh, perhaps I should not complain. So, not every doctor has so many willing patients. Then suddenly... Screaming in from the midnight 
sky. What? It's a bat! A bat! Oh no. It's changing. Lord in heaven, what is it? Oh god, it's a it's a man. Father, what? Back, all of you stand. Stand back. Oh, wait, hon. <laughs> Gotta add here. These kids mean business. Under Dracula's hypnotic spell, they've gone crazy. Frank, look out! They're knives! Can't keep backing away, Rachel, or we'll be trapped. We've got to fight back. But, ah! Sticking knife slashed me! Your heroics may have cost you your life, Mr. Drake. Now permit me to handle these children in my fashion. By firing this net in which I intend to capture Dracula myself. There, Mr. Drake. Much safer than risking your arm, wouldn't you say? Don't bet on it, Quincy. Look. Maybe that garlic-treated net would have held Dracula, but it's not stopping them. Which leaves one other alternative. Taj, prepare yourself. Rachel, your crossbow. Snuff out... That candle, girl. We need darkness. Unringly, the wooden-tipped shaft hurtless through the narrow space, and an instant later, the room is plunged into a shadowless night. Excellent. Now, Taj, with all your fabled strength, pry apart those iron bars. We need room to climb through. Possible, Quincy. We'll never lift both you and your wheelchair. Not me, Mr. Drake. Rachel. Hope you know what you're doing, Quincy. Quincy, I don't relish becoming a whittling block for a pack of knife-happy cub scouts. Neither do I, Mr. Drake. Neither do I. Do what Quincy says, Frank. He's barely ever wrong. There's always a first time, love. Rachel Van Helsing, granddaughter of Abraham Van Helsing, hunter of Dracula more than 80 years before. Rachel Van Helsing, who for the last five years has continued her grandfather's crusade to cleanse from the earth all that is unholy and undead. Rachel Van Helsing, who has sworn to see the death of Dracula, prince of darkness, and all the evil he stands for. And if she must Die to assure that goal, she's prepared. Van Helsing, now! Sorry, Graves, no time to chat. There's more important things that must be done, if it isn't already too late. She opens the door suddenly, flooding the pitch black from the eye-staggering brilliance of the outside light. The children are startled, by the sudden glare and fall back momentarily in confused fear. Now! Tosh, rush me through, quickly, man, before it's too late. Closed, just in an ick. One more second and that'd be all she wrote. It may yet be, Mr. Drake, 
if we tarry too long. To the car! Graves, Rachel must have knocked him cold. And I'd like to make that permanent. Oh, he said uh, Van Helsing Howe. Man, man, when I think we were once friends, and now, later, Mr. Drake, we must still secure our escape. Why the rush, Quincy? The kids are locked away. Only for the moment. They'll free themselves soon. No, I can't do as you say. Wrong, Morty. You've no choice. Dracula is to be obeyed. Even now as we speak, the cursed poison slices through my vital organs. If I wait much longer, it will be too long. It will be too late. I will be forever poisoned. Yes. Yes, I know all that. But performing the operation would have used all the blood I've stored here for emergencies. What will my patients say when I tell them? I've used the freshest fluid they've Donated for one of the undead. Blast! Your patience, Morty. Or have you forgotten to whom you owe your true allegiance? Have you forgotten your heritage? Or what you are? Hench, Morty. Have you forgotten that you are a vampire? Perhaps if your daughter were to learn, what would she think of you then, Morty? No. No, you mustn't tell Adrian. No one must ever know. I'll, I'll do anything you ask. Very well then, Morte. Let the operation begin. There will be need for a total transfusion. It is dangerous enough for a human to undertake. But the vampire whose very existence depends on blood. Enough babbling, doctor. I am prepared. Now begin. As the operation commences, elsewhere, other endeavors seem to be coming to an end. Dead. Blasted. Wires have been cut probably Dracula's doing. What do we do now, Quince? We sit here and twiddle our thumbs. Sarcasm little becomes you, Mr. Drake. Edith, are you there? There is danger here. Car, call our contact immediately. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot. The mystery agent in our band of fearless vampire hunters. Quincy, look to the fortress. The children, they're free. Great. Now we sit here like Chicken Little waiting for the sky to fall. Tosh, try the ignition again. It's gotta work. Blast, no good. You always have the answers, Quincy. What do we do now? We wait, Mr. Drake, and pray our help comes in time. Yeah, then they can write on my tombstone. Frank Drake, wasted by a gang of pimply-faced kids while waiting for the Marines to show. Done. You'll need rest for a few days, then. There is no time for rest, Dr. Morte. We have things to do now. Tell your patients to leave. The elderly doctors yields to Dracula's more powerful will and...
please. My faithful friends, I am sorry to have kept you waiting for so long, but I cannot continue today. Go home, and if the gods are with me, I will see you all tomorrow. Father, what's wrong? Please tell me. Please, daughter, ask me no questions. You will learn everything soon enough. Father, go now to your mother's grave and pray. And Adrian, remember, I have always loved you. Do as I say, Adrian. Go! They have gone, my count. Now what hellish task will you have performed? No task, Henrich. You've only to give me what is already mine. The project. I mean, the projector. No, you mustn't. You said you would never use it. Times change, Heinrich. Attitudes evolved. I need the projector, and I want it now. I I can't. It's an instrument, instrument of the damned. I should have destroyed it years ago. But you didn't, which is all that saves your worthless hide. You are a vampire, Morte. And I am Dracula, Lord of the Vampires. Now, where is it? Tell me or suffer my eternal wrath. The doctor's answer is quite humbled. There, there are none to hear the almost soundless further leathery wings or to witness two even forms etch a patch past dark shrouded crypts of the old English cemetery, where the Wind-chilled air swirls silently, undisturbed under the moon's sky. Beneath the frostbitten blanket of snow, undisturbed by human presence. Come, I take you there now. And if there were, would the sight of the two flying bats be so distressing or feel so sinister? The cemetery grounds are silent dark as two small forms glide as a hellborn mist through the stone and motar of a tightly sealed mausoleum down past winding stairs and cobweb railing the two bats continue until excellent untouched since last we left now morte get the projector the time is nigh dracula i beg you Begging is for weaklings, Morte. You are a vampire, a hurtling angel of the new rulers of Earth. Now, do as I command. Oh, I rue the day I first conceived this horror. Had I known the evil festering within you, I would have burned my plans and buried its still smoking ashes. Your creation. Shinlov, the projector, can gnaw at your conscience for eternity, if you wish. I merely demand its use, and the power it shall give me. May the heavens curse me for not having the courage to destroy it. Then you shall not have the chance now, Morte. The projector is mine. Five hundred years I have dreamed of this day. Dreamed of ruling the earth under a mantle of vampirism. Now I have the power to do just that. 
the power to create an army of undefeatable vampires. Your plan to recreate life was ingenious, Morte. But what a shame your thinking was so narrow. You sought only to keep alive your patience, not possessing my foresight or genius to see its other possibilities. Please, my Count, do not continue. Why, Morty? Are you ashamed of your creation? Or do you finally realize the scoop of my plan? To create all the soldiers I need would normally take years, but with your projector I can do it tonight here in the cemetery by raising from the grave an army of living vampires under my control. <laughs> oh Lord, forgive me, forgive me. Elsewhere at this self the same moment. They're over us, like hungry leeches. I agree, Mr. Drake. If help doesn't come shortly, we're doomed. Curse, Dracula. His plan is flawless. The children will continue their attack until we are dead, and there is nothing we can do to stop them. Quincy, you'd make one heck of a lousy cheerleader. I bet you were a million laughs during World War II. But come on, man. Think. There's got to be some way to free us. How? Hell, Frank, they're only kids. What do you want us to do? Line them up against the wall and spank them? Yeah, yeah, I know, Rachel. But I'm going batty just sitting here. Frank! Quincy! Look! They're running off. Why? There's your answer, sweetheart. Quincy, you know that one last hope you mentioned before? Well, I've got me a feeling that it's just going to come just a wee bit too late. But we all have our passes through the pearly gates, my friends. Because this is the end of the line. And elsewhere, another sense-shattering scene unfolds. It is time now, hundreds. Time for us to recruit our army. You needn't look so glum, my friend. Soon we vampires will march on the world's capitals, and then the earth shall be ours, as it should have always been. I still curse, I, mean, I still curse you, Dracula, and nothing you say can change that. And unfor unfortunately, nothing you say will alter my mind. Observe, Heinrich, as your projector lifts from the ground our first enlistees. There, Heinrich, there, look, they live. Father, father, I saw you from mother's grave. What is this? What are you doing? What I always known I would have to do, daughter. Ever since your mother and I were infected with our dreaded curse, Ever since we became vampires, we suffered, Adrian, suffered as we fought against our own horrid blood loss, suffered because we had always slayed to keep people alive, but then had become harbingers of death. For years, we controlled our thirst, our vampire hunger, by stealing the blood our friends gave us in trust. I am a sham daughter, a luxurious Symbiote, living off the blood of others. 
and I can't stand it any longer. Uh, little break here. Gotta get rid of this ad. And I gotta get rid of this other ad. I tried fooling others, perhaps even myself. I worked only at night, never venturing out during daylight. But now, all is changed because Dracula has returned to claim my soul, to demand an invitation I created long ago. An invitation conceived to give life, which he will now use to bring death. Your mother sacrificed herself for me, that I may live. But I won't allow more deaths at my expense. I refuse to. Na oh, nauseating, touching old friend. But now, if you are finished with your tearful tale, there is work to be done. And a war to be won. A war which claims as its first victim, your daughter. Father! Look out! They've broken through! No way, friends. I'm not giving in without some sort of fight. My skin's becoming too comfortable to have alterations done on it. Hey, the kids are running off again. That noise. What is that? Helicopter. Edith got through. A subsonic scream echoes through this inky darkness, shattering the night with a piercing scream. As the children leap painfully from the stilted car and run, only to fall unconscious into the mud-driven snow. Man, you're a sight for sore eyes. Where'd you dig up that chopper? Hasn't Dad told you, Frank? Our special agent is one of the high-ranking members of the House of Lords. With his influence, we have a specially equipped helicopter waiting for us when we need it. The boys? Father, will they recover? They'll be fine, Edith. And once awakened, they should remember nothing of this sordid affair. Now, back to the fortress to wait for Dracula's return. But the Lord of Darkness is elsewhere, engaged in other sinister business. Stand back, Morte. Your daughter must be our first victim to show the world we vampires hold no quarter for anyone. No, I won't permit it. You mustn't. Then, fool, you sealed your own fate. British me if you can, Dracula, but not before I destroy this hellish weapon and your evil plan says well come back you cursed fool if you so much as harm that projector father no the midnight sky resounds with the breathing of leathery wings as two night shade forms soar upward into the stigmatic darkness once twice they clash fangs barred with Murderous anticipation. The bat that is Henrich Morte falls back unheard by the sudden viciousness of Dracula's attack. Wham! As the Count's 
razored talons slash out again and again, leaving flesh and bone a bloody mass. Hungry jaws snap closed on cold insert flesh, sucking, absorbing the lifeless blood that oozes through the long dead veins. Thrice, they separate only to attack again, and each attack is more deadly and more bloody than one before. Once more, they part, both weakened by the terrible onslaught of the other's attack. They need time, a moment's respite before returning to battle, a pause to regain lost strength. Dracula, from his still recent blood loss, Heinrich Mortig, from his boundless fear. Then again, they turn to meet, and the sky is stained, a deep, dank crisp. Two ebon-winged forms collide in mid-space, each seeking the other's death, each hungering for the other's instant destruction. While on the ground below, another scene of horror continues, a scene which includes as its participants an army of hungry vampires and a gentle young woman who, at least for the moment, is very much alive. Oh no! No! Stay back! Stay away from me! Yet still they crawl on, stalking past the snow-topped tombstones, headless of everything except their prey and their insatiable hunger. But the girl called Adrian does not scream. She has lived with death most of her life. Instead, she runs seeking shelter somewhere in the cloaking shadows while above her father wages a losing battle as twin fangs drink deep into Heinrich Morte's neck. Twin fangs which end the life of once, twice dead. Morte's hand falters, opens, dropping the precious bundle it has so desperately held. The projector falls, shattering on the ice-capped ground, ending the unholy existence of those it had just given life and scattering to the wind their dust-turned bone bodies. While above, Father! No! Next, Death from the Sea. And we'll stop it there. Uh, I know I should get uh, YouTube uh, premium, but it costs money. And that'll do it for today's show. And then, well, as of right now, it's midnight. It's past midnight. So, this afternoon, it will be Death from the Sea, issue number 9 of Tomb of Dracula. And until then, peace out.